today we are with AJ Wilcox. He's the founder of B2Link and he's gonna share his new business idea with us. The concept here is so his daytime job or the company he founded helps companies, particularly in the enterprise space or recruiting, um, using LinkedIn ads to get business leads and recruit talent. And so we're gonna make the assumption that Microsoft completely shuts LinkedIn down tomorrow. And that's the only thing he does is, is LinkedIn ads. So the question is, is what's the business he would do tomorrow? Because he can't get a regular job. He has to go back into the business world and do another startup. And what is it and why? So LinkedIn no longer exists. Yes, LinkedIn blown up. And uh, I'm unemployable for obvious reasons. Um, I think that happens once you've been an entrepreneur. You can mm -hmm. just never be employable ever again. Um, my business idea, it's, it's gonna sound really boring, but it has to be another agency. I don't like working in agencies. I don't necessarily like working with lots of clients. You're essentially bringing on lots of bosses. Uh, but what is so wonderful about it is you have these ridiculous margins because it's a service-based business. The, the first day that you bring on a client is the day that you have ROI or like that you have revenue that you're not in the hole anymore. So okay. I, I think just because of that, it's the easiest way to start. And in order to start that, you have to have deep expertise somewhere, I think. Um, so if LinkedIn's gone, really all of social advertising has the same principles behind it. There's just different targeting, different way that your message looks. Okay. Um, so I, I think I'd have to say it's going to be a B2B lead generation performance agency and I would leverage the other tools available, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, AdWords, Bing ads. Okay. So SEO, the whole, yeah. the whole suite. So pretty common to your background. If for me, well, so why, why should someone create an agency and why should someone stay away from starting an agency? Like for me, I hate managing people. The reason I, you know, before Tiny Torch, I had something kind of similar to an agency and I learned that my headcount would be really high and I'm really bad at managing people. So that's why I personally decided to go into software. I don't want to have to have people call me at random hours saying, you know, where's my, my contract or my project or whatnot. So like, why would it be a good fit and why would it not be a good fit for someone? I mean, I think you just listed the things that are bad about an agency. You have, uh, you have huge ups and downs. Um, the, the ability for a client to hire you, fire you at any given time. I mean, all of those things are, uh, bring in risk and uncertainty and that's scary. But the fact that you have you know, near 100% margins, it's for the first little while, it's just your time and your time is free to yourself. Um, so I, I think it's a great way to, to get started with a business if you have a deep expertise somewhere. Like for instance, I had really deep expertise in LinkedIn ads. So what was I gonna do aside from go get a job for a company that really liked that channel? Um, if I want to share that expertise with a large amount of people, it either has to be business coaching. Sorry for anyone listening, but I have my things against business coaches. Okay. Um, but second of all, like it's like how else do you share it? It's got to be an agency of some kind or or consulting. But I think it's all the same thing. Okay. So let's assume you don't have an expertise. How would somebody become an expert quickly in B two B lead generation? Ooh. Um, I have noticed that there are not a lot of thought leaders who are talking about it in a really sophisticated way. What I needed to do was go and work for a high functioning technology company and, and get those skills. So if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, don't feel bad if you have to go and work for the man for a little while mm -hmm. to, to get the skills because I, I think that's really important to understand what um, what your client, your future clients, what they go through, what their mindset is. It's been absolutely crucial for me. So, so if I were to take this path, if I don't have any B2B lead generation experience, I might try to quit my current job, find a B2B lead generation company and work for them for what, 
a year, two years? How long should I do that before I became proficient enough? Yeah, I mean, I think if you manage multiple channels inside of a, a B2B company, inside of a marketing department, just understanding how those channels worked, maybe trying to pay attention to what other the other channel managers are doing, I think that would be enough experience that if you were really hungry, you could probably get that figured out in you know six months or a year if you're hungry. Okay, and I like this idea personally because then you're learning on someone else's dime. Yeah, and you're not making your own exp your own your own mistakes. Yes, if I were doing it on my own dime, I wouldn't have spent millions and millions and millions of dollars learning things. Okay, um, and because I have, there's so many there's uh, so many more things I've learned in greater depth that I couldn't have learned on smaller budgets. So fantastic to work on higher budgets that you yourself couldn't afford. Okay. Um, so assuming you don't have your current network, like right now, AJ just finished going to the social media, social media examiner conference and you have a huge network. Assuming you don't have this huge network, how would you get your first business? What would that business look like? How would you structure the contract? Ooh, I like in-person networking quite a bit. I go to a lot of in-person networking in Utah, and not necessarily because I get a lot of clients that way, but because I just really like talking to people and getting to know people and forming relationships. And that has been quite successful at getting these. So you would go to local networking events? Yeah. How do you get involved? Because obviously you can't go and sit in the back of the room and hope that someone comes to you. What's your strategy for building that those relationships so that one day someone can become a client. I really like the facilitated networking events um, where you'll go and you'll sit at a table with a certain number of people. You all take a few minutes to share about yourself. Uh, I'm an extrovert until you put me in a room with more than five people and then I just invert. Okay. Um, so because of that, I really like sitting at a table with, with people in an organized format where I don't feel like I'm sticking out or... And those are usually paid events though, as opposed to a non-paid networking event, right? Uh, yeah. It depends on, on the group. I mean, there are uh, a couple that I go to that are paid and a couple I go to that are free that follow that same type okay. of format. How would you structure your first contract with someone? Ooh, you know, I don't get picky for my first one. I, I won't have an attorney draw it up. Um, I'm gonna be, I mean, it's my first one. I'm gonna be spending full time on this and making sure that they're treated really well. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I will probably try to execute it on a handshake agreement. Okay. I'll try to, probably try to work with that person very closely and uh, and charge them very little because I want them as a case study and I want them as a referral. So would you charge them as a percentage of ad spend? Would you have a setup fee? I have found that it's a, it's a much easier sell to either go by hourly to start out with okay. and do a low hourly rate or performance-based where you say, hey, we're in this together um, for every dollar you make, just pay me. So if I'm cents. hourly... You would, what would be the price there? You know, when I first started my company, I started out at $150 an hour because okay. that's what I was charging for SEO when I was moonlighting, you know, five years ago. Okay. Um, so that was low enough. You know, right now I'm charging 400 an hour. So that was enough of a discount that I feel like I could get, I could get someone in, especially with deep expertise. If I didn't have deep expertise yet, I was still trying to figure it out. Maybe I'd shoot for more like a 75 or a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. And then before I cut you off, you said the other one was profit sharing. Yeah. Um, I have not yet found a, uh, a, a business owner that when I propose, hey, I don't make money until you make money, that they didn't accept. It's a really easy one to close. The hard part to you as a service provider is you need to ensure that they're being honest with you. Because so, if you're not tied into their systems, you don't know how much they're making, okay. and then they can cheat you. So, But at least make sure they're paying costs. I assume you'd get their credit card on file so that they're running the ad spend so that way you're not left high and dry later. Yeah, but with, with business to business marketing, um, you're gonna generate leads and then there's a delay on that because you don't know if that lead is gonna close in a week, six months, two years. Okay. And so 
if I'm doing B2B, I'm not saying that everyone is, but if I'm doing B2B, I won't know immediately. So you might want to structure it more like a, uh, what are you paying for leads right now? 150. Um, how about anything under that that I can save you? You pay me half of that. Okay. Now, is there, I know you said you didn't like contracts. I, I personally, handshakes, have, not having a contract has ruined more friendships than oh. I would like to admit. Uh, I think it's one of those things where I have an understanding in my mind, they have an understanding in their mind. It's an issue I'm kind of working through right now from back, you know, when I first started startups and you're still trying to like clear, you know, like work those things through. And it just like, for me, the cost is too high of losing a friend. Like, is there someplace like a legal zoom or rocket lawyer that would have a good basic contract? Because at the same time, like, I mean, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on attorneys and, and I don't think it's worth it, but I, I mean, is there a general template I could use? Yeah, you know, I didn't have an attorney draw up my contract until I'd uh, had maybe my 20th client. And so in that, for that first 20, I went and found an agreement that someone had used for social media consulting, and I just edited it for my, for my, you know, my needs. And uh, when I finally did show it to my attorney what I had been using, he laughed and he was like, man, there are so many ways they could have just fleeced you in court with this. Um, but, you know, when you have very few clients, you're still trying to figure things out, but you're also giving them really high levels of service because you're not busy yet. Uh, I feel like there's less of a, less of a risk. Um, but of course there always is risk. You can always get screwed over. So that's probably bad advice on my part. Uh, I just wouldn't go all in paying an attorney thousands of dollars to draw up something if you don't know if this is going to work yet. Okay. So I'm going to take one last spin. You said you would do a B2B agency. One of the ideas, so Gary Vanderchuk has started to talk about this, is that you have these like professional athletes or influencers who don't know what they're doing, who an agency sitting behind them could work really well. Like if I were to create an agency, I think that would be a blast. You could focus on sports all day. Like, why would you, I mean, is that also another good business idea or is that something someone should shy away from? Uh, I think it's great. Anything in influencer marketing right now is super exciting to me. Um, but you would still pick B2B over something as exciting as, you know, let's go find the next uh, Kobe Bryant or yeah, something like that. I would because first of all, sports don't really excite me. I'm not really a sports fan. Um, but I think most importantly is I feel like I've attained a level of expertise in B2B marketing where you're concentrating on the entire funnel and you're calculating conversion rates from each step and you're projecting what this is going to make even though you won't see that revenue for 6, 12, 18 months. And so because of that, I know most marketers aren't doing that. Um, and so I feel like I have something more to offer there. Okay. Therefore, I want to do what I feel like I provide the most value to the world in. But I mean, if you, if you said maybe there's an agency where I could uh, rent or lease exotic cars to people. I have a real passion for exotic cars and maybe I'd take you up on that instead and ditch B2B altogether. Okay, so to summarize, you would start a B2B agency. If LinkedIn didn't exist, you would focus on generating B2B leads. Um, so like an example of a B2B lead would be like, what's a good example of a B2B lead for those? Like I was thinking like Adobe would be targeting maybe other like designers to use their products. That would be an example of a B2B lead. Yeah. Um, I think unlike someone like Hertz cars. I mean, Hertz cars could be, you know, targeting corporations for large accounts or they could be, you know, targeting individual consumers. So that's the difference between B2B and B2C. But you would focus on B2B. You would work for someone for six to 12 months and really, you know, pay your dues to get on the job experience. At the same time, you'd start going to networking events, particularly ones that are facilitated where you can meet like five people at a time. 
start building a network and then when you start you'd probably do something where you would split profits with them and just say hey you don't make money until I make money or I don't make money until you make money and then the second option is is you would charge them something like $150 an hour just to get started yeah that's perfect sum up and then the one thing I'll mention is I, I talked about in-person events uh, because where I live in Salt Lake, there are a ton of in-person events. People really like to network there. And we do have a lot of B2B companies. But if, if I were not doing B2B or I did not live in Utah and had access to all those B2B companies, um, I would probably do something different. I, I think my next favorite would be to do joint venture partnerships and appear on, uh, let's say, other people's webinars or podcasts and just go on and share. And I've built a lot of my business doing that as well. Okay. What's been the best example of that? Uh, I think the best example is um, I was on the Social Media Examiner podcast. Here okay, so for the ago. same conference that you're here in yeah. San Diego for. Yeah, and in fact... I mean, Mike Stelzner, is that who that Yeah, is? Michael Stelzner is the CEO. I want to meet him one of these days soon. Yes. Michael, if you're watching, let's get together. Um, yeah, so I appeared on his podcast initially just because I have this expertise in social media that, that no one's ever talked about before. Okay. So I feel like I had an easier path in with that. And once he heard the podcast, he invited me to come speak at this conference, the reason why we're in San Diego right now. And at this conference, I've, uh, I got invited to a speaking gig and training in Dubai. Um, I have a potential new client. Uh, I have a, a, also another one in the Fortune 10. Awesome. Um, that that I'll, I'll probably get to start working with here. So, I mean, just those things alone, all off of a single podcast, big chain of events, but, you know, it's awesome. Perfect. And then the last question is, is if someone has questions about, you know, LinkedIn ads, B2B ads, you know, AJ has a company called B2Link.com, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, if you go to B2Linked, that's the letter B, the number two, and the word linked.com, um, if you fill out the contact form on the website, there's no one waiting to sell you, no salesperson willing to pounce on you. Just send me an email or, or submit that contact form and then it's going to be me who responds and I'm not a sales guy. So uh, any questions, I'll respond as fast as I can. Okay, well, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your time, AJ, and we wish you the best of luck. Thanks, brother. And thanks for sharing this new business idea. Yeah, you bet. All right, see ya. Bye. Bye.